Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise, and I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. How are you? I am feeling very happy right now because as I'm recording this, which is a few days before it airs, It is snowing here in Austin, which is a really uncommon occurrence here in Texas. I know snow is like an everyday thing for a lot of you folk, um, but it's very magical when it happens here and we're getting big fluffy snowflakes that at the moment are sticking. So it's just really beautiful and really, really fun to watch. I've been sitting in bed for the last little while working on the final details for ease in and every time I just look over the snow is gently falling down and it's just really really cool really really magical and I'm so excited because almost a hundred of you have signed up for ease in and if you haven't heard of it yet this is my free virtual retreat to help you give 2021 a gentle welcome. Every weekday, you receive an oracle card via email to help you connect to your intuition and intentions. There's also a retreat guidebook to help you tune into that energy and a full moon gathering via Zoom. So you can still join if you haven't yet. Just visit KayleenElise.com forward slash retreats. If you join after it's already started, which it started on Tuesday, then you'll just pick up wherever you sign up. So the Oracle card for that day will be delivered to you. And you'll also get access to the retreat guidebook and all of the details for the full moon gathering. The more the merrier. And I just am feeling so happy and excited about this offering because I think that there's a lot of I don't know, New Year's pressure and energy to like get this year started off right, especially after such an interesting and for a lot of people challenging 2020. I think no matter how your year unfolded, it was different than we were all expecting last year. And the beginning of this year has been really interesting as well. So if you are looking for a way to just really connect your intuition set some intentions and connect to calm at the beginning of this year, ease in could be the perfect thing for you. In today's episode, I want to offer five ideas for new beginnings. And these are good for the new year, of course. But again, I don't want you to feel any pressure to do any or all of these things. Just take what resonates and leave the rest. Really Let the information kind of wash over you and see what stands out. See what you feel called to and listen to that. Like follow those inspirational pings of guidance. But if you're feeling like, oh gosh, I really should do that. And there's this hesitation or this obligation, or you feel like you have so many other to-do list items that you can't get to this stuff that's fine. Just really pause and connect to yourself and ask, 
what resonates, what do I want to do? And then do that, tune into that and trust that wisdom. And before I even get into the five things, let's first talk about the calendar and the way that I think of the calendar. So I think of the beginning of the year as January, February, and March. So we have three months, according to Kayleen, to start the new year quote unquote, right. We can really start a new beginning whenever we want, but if you are interested in like following the calendar and and starting the year, I think the year starts in these first three months. The middle of the year is really April through September, right? That's the middle, (laughs) that's the six months that fall in the middle of the year. And then the end of the year, when we start to think about wrapping up and when the holidays start coming in and when we're reflecting on the past year, that really starts in October, November, and December. So this is sort of how I think of the year in my mind. And another time where I really tune into this idea of reflection and setting intentions and setting goals and that sort of thing is around my birthday. And my birthday is at the end of March. So I kind of look at it as like, I get the first three months to start the year off right. And then I do another check-in at the very end of March. And then I just kind of roll with things and trust the intentions and the goals that I've set then. So there's really any day to start anew. And if you are feeling like you want to start something, you don't have to wait for the beginning of the year or the beginning of the month or the beginning of the week. You can start any time, but sometimes it is helpful to anchor yourself to a space on the calendar. And I think that's one of the reasons why we as humans in this collective energy are so drawn to the new year is because there is this calendar, which is, you know, a little bit invisible and made up and imaginary, but it's this calendar time of one year ending and one year beginning. And so while it may be arbitrary, right, like nature doesn't care that we went from December 31st to January 1st, but in the world that we operate in, there is a real delineation that occurs. Like it is not 2020 anymore, it's 2021. And so that can be a powerful energy to tune into. So here are my five ideas for new beginnings, and these aren't necessarily revolutionary, but they are, you know, five things that I like to do at any given time in the new year or around my birthday. And the first one, of course, is setting resolutions, goals, and intentions. And I kind of categorize all of these in the same bucket, even though they are a bit different. So a resolution to me is what are you resolving to do? And some years I have major resolutions and you know I really am determined to do X, Y, or Z. This year I would say that I don't have any hard and fast resolutions. One thing that perhaps comes to mind is really wanting to be timely and a little early to things as opposed to rushing from one thing to the next, which in my current reality really means rushing from one Zoom call to the next or wrapping up my work to relieve my nanny when she's off. (laughs) So it isn't like I'm driving places or going from meeting to meeting, um, at least not physically, but I am virtually doing that. And sometimes I've noticed in this last year that I've let the margins between things slip a little and just flowed from one thing to the next instead of giving myself time and wrapping up early and just giving myself a little bit of space to breathe. So 
If I was pressed to come up with a resolution, it would be to be more timely and give myself room between things this year. Goals are what do you want to accomplish? What are the things that you really want to do this year? And again, there have been years in my past where I've really set goals. In fact, last year, I kind of started, I thought the new year started like February, March last year. And so I didn't even set goals until that time. And I shared a list of goals for my birthday, and I'll put that blog post in the show notes. That was when I decided that I wanted to do my two digital sabbaticals in July and December. And this year, I really don't have any hardcore goals. I really want to tune into my intuition and flow with what is right in front of me. Like I mentioned in last episode, I really, really love the Surrender Experiment book that I just listened to on Libro FM. I'll link to that again so that you can check it out if you didn't listen last week. But I am very interested in staying more in the present moment, really focusing on what's in front of me, enjoying the journey. And so I have less goals than I used to. And I'm actually really fine with that. I think it's going to be a fun journey and experiment. And it's not that I don't want to grow my business per se, but I just don't have any certain dollar amounts. I don't have, like, I don't, (laughs) I just don't have, like, really firm, firm goals this year, which in saying this to you and sharing it, I feel like I'm stumbling a little bit because this is very different from what my standard identity has been over the last my lifetime, really. I was going to say so many years, but for as long as I can remember, I've been somebody who really likes to set goals and go after goals. And I'm just taking a little bit of a softer approach this year. Um, And I'm excited to see what happens. With intentions, I think of that more as what do you want to anchor to? An energy, a feeling, a, a way of being. And I shared an episode in season one about setting intentions. So I will link to that if you visit KayleenElise.com for the show notes for today. You can check that episode out if you didn't listen to it. With intentions, it's fun to set those for a year, though I think it's more meaningful to set them for a week or for a moon cycle, something a little bit of a smaller period of time. So you could set the intention that you want to set monthly intentions, right? Like that could be something that you want to do this year is just tune into what is my intention for this moon cycle. And it's really nice to do that with the new moon if that falls in for you. It was a new moon on Tuesday, so you could set one now. That would be perfectly fine if you wanted to follow the moon cycle. You can set one for a year. There's there's really no rules to this, right? You can do what feels good and connected to you. I, I'm sure you're shocked to hear that I don't have a, a set intention for the year, but I think that what I'm about to share next is, is sort of in line with that, which Number two is a word or phrase of the year. And I first came across having a word of the year through Allie Edwards. She has this big program that she talks about having one little word for the year. Um, And so I've been picking a word for the year for, for quite a while, and I've shared them in various times online. But 
Uh, in the past few years, I've been picking two words, which is something one of my coaches, Abby Miller, teaches about. And so the words that I have for 2021 are align and serve. And I feel like those words are my intentions, are my goals, are my resolutions, especially where it comes to my business and my life, because in the word align, I really want to align with my intuition, align with my community, align with my family, align my mind with my body, with my intuition, align it all, right? Like I just want to live in alignment as much as possible and not in a forceful, efforting, challenging sort of way, but when I'm out of alignment, really look at what can I let go of, what can I do less of, and not necessarily adding things to my plate, but taking away distraction, taking away discomfort, taking away expectations, really just falling into the ease of alignment as much as I can. And when it comes to serve, that really relates to you, my community, and serving you in the best and highest way. When I show up on Instagram, when I show up here on the podcast, whatever, when I do coaching with my clients, serving in honor of this work, of this universe, of you. I just don't want to be messing around with anybody's time anymore. And I think it's totally fine to have fun. Like that can be a service too. I'm not saying that. It doesn't have to be serious at all. But I just don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to offer junk. I don't want to just post on Instagram because I need to post something. I really want to do things in light in line with service. And it relates to my family because when I'm serving myself, when I'm serving my community, when I'm serving my business, I'm also serving my family. So those are the two words that really came to me this year. And it's funny because when in past, I have picked words that felt more like fun or beautiful words or things that I was like, ooh, I really like that word. These two words aren't necessarily words that I love, but they feel very good and true to me, and I feel like they kind of picked me. So when you're picking a word or phrase of the year, that is something that I would offer as just a point of consideration, which is that sometimes you pick a word and you're like, ugh, I don't even know why I picked that, but it feels really good, and I say go with it. And sometimes it feels like you're just like, gripping and trying to like find a word that you love and nothing sounds right. And so maybe you need a phrase, maybe you need two words. One of my coach, Emma Natter, just told us recently in a group session that she picked a phrase of the year. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And so you can really do this again, any way that you want. These are just ideas and suggestions and things to consider. Another thing I love doing that I did last year for the first time is pulling a year ahead spread with tarot or oracle cards. First, you can pick a card 
that acts as the overall theme for the year. And then you can pick cards for every month. And like I said, I did this last year. I'm planning on doing it again. I just haven't done it yet. And I even made a calendar with Artifact Uprising that had pictures of every card for the month. So it was a really cool way to like revisit as I went along. And I'll link to, I wrote a whole blog post about how I did it, so I will link to that in the show notes if you wanna give it a try. But basically, you set the vibe, you know, you make yourself a cozy, comfortable space, you can light some candles, get your favorite deck out, shuffle it, get centered, connect to your intuition, do a little bit of breathing, you know, just calm down, come into the space, and then pull your cards. And then what I like to do is kind of just think about the energy and really tune into that wisdom every single month. And I have a friend, Rachel from Rock & Co, who told me recently that she likes to use her tarot pull for the year she likes to use that as the guidance for what month is gonna be like a high production month and what month is gonna be a rest month in her business. And so she kind of uses that intuitive guidance from the cards in terms of planning her business. So I thought that was really interesting and fun to try if that resonates. Okay, so next is something that might get a little bit of a bad reputation, but it's truly one of the things I love most of all, which is creating a vision board or a mood board for the year or for the season. It is, like I said, something I've been doing for a really long time, and I'm just a very big fan of magazines and flipping through magazines and cutting out words and images that resonate with me. But you can also go on Pinterest, go on Instagram, like pull out things from the internet that are inspiring to you and print them out and put them on a bulletin board, put them up somewhere that you will see them. You can arrange them in a way that feels beautiful and aligned to you. And I don't have a lot of rules when it comes to my vision boards. I really just like to let the images, let the words come to me and then arrange them in a way that looks pretty to my eyes because I use them almost like decoration in my office and in my closet. So I have two spaces where I have bulletin boards up and I like to change them kind of seasonally or whenever I look at it and it just feels a little stale, like it needs a refreshing. And so it's fun to do it at the beginning of the year, of course, because again, if you are in the mode and mood of refreshing things, it can just be very aligning. If you have a new word, then you can you know find that word in a magazine and put it up and I think that I'll probably be doing a new vision board here sometime in January, February, or March, like at the beginning of the year. I don't have like a set date, I don't have a set time. I just know that it's coming. And so when I get catalogs and magazines in the mail, I'm setting them aside. And when I'm watching a show, or if there's like downtime with the kids, I'll just pull out a few magazines and flip through it, cut some things out, put it in a folder. And then when I'm ready, I will make my vision board. (laughs) So that's my process. You can make it a lot more formal, kind of more like you would when you're pulling your tarot spread where you like set the mood and you put on some music and you journal and think about your intentions and that can be really fun and aligning too. I would just say trust the flow, like make it work for your life. Sometimes if you're really busy or you have little babies or whatever the case is, 
putting aside like a full hour or two to make your vision board can be a bit overwhelming. So that's why I like to kind of like chunk it out to where I'm already cutting out things. And so when I'm ready to put it together, I already have all my clippings ready to go. Okay, so finally, the last idea that I'm offering in this episode is to journal to your intuition. And when you're journaling, you can do it any way that feels right and good to you. The two ideas that I'll suggest today are one, journaling to your future self and having your future self write a letter back to you. So when you're writing to your future self, you can ask them questions, you can tell them what's on your mind, you can say what your worries are, like get it all out and then take a few deep breaths, take a sip of water, like give yourself a bit of space and then imagine yourself 10, 15, 30 years from now and respond to that, all those questions, all those worries, all those concerns, and see what wisdom comes through. That exercise, that back and forth between you you and your future self can be a very powerful way to tune into your inner wisdom. Another idea is to reflect on four questions. And these are four questions that I use as a guiding force for me so often. So the first question is, what do I want to celebrate? The second one is, what do I want to cultivate? The third one is, what am I ready to release? And the fourth one is, what am I ready to receive? And going through those four questions, celebrate, cultivate, release, receive, they can be a really great way to connect to where you are right now and where you wanna go. And so when you're journaling, you can, again, set the mood or you can just grab a few minutes and just jot down what you have time for. I think that these type of practices, you can kind of build them up in your mind a little bit where they become overwhelming or like a huge time commitment. And if you have the time and space to set aside an hour, two, or three, kind of really getting into this new year vibe, fantastic. But I know a lot of you are more in the time in your life where you have five minutes or 15 or 20, and so you're sneaking in your self-care into spaces that you could also just lay down and take a nap. So if it's between writing in your journal or taking a nap, I would say, you know, 50-50 coin toss and really just tuning into your intuition and asking, what do I need right now? And seeing what comes through. If you're journaling, I really like to do that in the morning when it's quiet in my house. So maybe tomorrow morning, you revisit the show notes for this episode and you look at either, you pick one, you do the reflection of where you are and what your future self has to say about it or you pour through these four questions. Maybe you just do one of them and really just let the wisdom come through. And the nice thing about journaling is that you can reference this later. So you can always look back a year from now and see what came through, what turned out to be true, what you manifested, all of that can be really encouraging and empowering on your journey because If we're lucky, we're gonna be right back here a year from now talking about New Year's resolutions and intentions and doing it all over again. And so how can you build in sustainable practices that support you and are manageable and easy to do? That's really what I think is good to consider. 
I'd love to know if you have a favorite ritual or resource for new beginnings. If you do, share on Instagram stories and tag me at Kayleen Elise so I can see them. I would love to know that you're listening to the episode and you know just interact with you a little bit more. Podcasts can be um, very <laughs> isolating at times because I'm just talking here in my closet while it's snowing to a microphone. And so it really does give me life and make me feel so good to hear on Instagram or via email that you're enjoying the podcast and that you're taking things away. And I also just so appreciate when you share your ideas too, because I always learn from you when you do. As we wrap up for today, I just want to say that if you're struggling and stressed, this can be the year that you find calm within the chaos. If you're anxious or overwhelmed, this can be the year you take things one at a time. This can be the year that you feel centered and connected, the year that you find flow, ease, and magic without even trying, without really making a huge effort because your intuition knows where the magic is. It knows where you can find flow and it knows when you need to rest and when it's time to step into the spotlight. So if you are wanting to connect more with your intuition, sign up for an inner voice session with me. When you do, you get to sit back, relax, and get out of your mind and I'll help guide you to the answers within. Visit KayleenElise.com to sign up and I can't wait to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.